time for another episode of Pats from the Past podcast, Matt Smith and Paul Perillo. And who are we lucky to have today, Paul, but the great Romeo Cornell, who is here for the Hall of Fame weekend. Romeo, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's great to be back. Uh, a lot of new additions and new things since I was last here. But uh, I'm excited and had a chance to meet some, uh, see some old guys. Uh, and it was all great. So, I mean, Paul and I were talking about this beforehand, Romeo. What does it say about the quality of the people who were enshrined yesterday? And look, you're coming from New York, maybe not that big of a deal, but that's something that you didn't want to miss, did you? You know, to be able to be here to help contribute and honor the two people that the organization honored yesterday, that says about a lot what you must think of them. Uh, well, I do think a lot of both guys. You know, D- Dante, uh, because. I was coaching defensive line for a while, and then Dante coaches the offensive line. So in practice, you got that little, you know, back and forth between the two groups. And so we we always were were competitive, but we understood the challenges that each of us had. And for him to do it in one place for as long as he's done it, that is unreal. It really is. And then Vrabel, you know, we got him uh, from Pittsburgh, and he – basically was a backup at Pittsburgh and uh, he was looking for an opportunity and and uh, we offered him a contract and he came aboard and he was playing that outside linebacker spot for us and coming off that edge and getting after the quarterbacks Uh, but Vrabel is smart he knows schemes he knows offenses uh, and that helped make him uh, the player that he was. How was it coaching with him? Because was he on your staff sure. uh, in, in Houston? Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny. Mike was coaching at Ohio State because he graduated from Ohio State. Then he was coaching at Ohio State. And then Billy O, you know, had r- run into him here, and Billy O liked him. And so uh, Billy O offered him a job. And he called me and asked me, what about pro coaching? And what did I think? And, and all of that. And I said, Mike you got some things going for you and in this business you've been in this game you know about pro football and I think that if you come aboard you'll be satisfied and uh, he came aboard boom right away people were trying to hire him away Uh, he became the coordinator and then the next year he became the head coach and and we see how he <clears throat> how he has improved that team and took them to the playoffs and all that, and so uh, uh, everybody in this business. I mean, you know, coaching you don't stay at the top forever. So sometimes what goes around comes around, and you have to deal with it. But the thing that he mentioned yesterday was that you always try to get better. You try to find ways to get better. And I know that he will do that as far as his team goes this year. And I think he'll have a great career. So when you were coaching Mike, um, you know, Mike was the guy that obviously always had all the answers. So I I assume you guys sort of looked at him and said, you know what, he's he's always busting him, but he's going to be a coach someday. Did you always kind of look at him as as that kind of a guy? Well, he was like a coach on the field. Right. You know, and so uh, by him – being able to be considered a coach on the field, I thought that at some point that if he chose coaching, that he would be a good coach. Romeo, what was your, uh, and I, you don't have to limit it to one, when you look at your career in coaching, is there a person or people that you could say were tremendous influences on you, mentors if you would, that helped you along the way? I mean, 
Well, did you have 17 different stops as far as coaching? I'm looking at your wife over here, and that, that's a lot of packing up and moving, which is, you know, I think a lot of people take for granted in a professional. Oh, it's professional sports. It's really easy. And Mike mentioned it yesterday, how hard that can be on kids, you know? Who are the people that you that maybe inspired you and that you want to give credit to as far as your coaching career is concerned? Well, I think, first of all, I have to – to start with, uh, Coach Jimmy Fikes, who was at Western Kentucky, and I went to school there. I played for him, was the captain on the team, and he gave me my first job. And I, after my graduate assistant year, he hired me to be on the staff. And uh, if not that, I, I was probably going to be a high school coach, you know. And, and in this coaching business, you kind of get stuck on the, the stratosphere that you're in. And so by starting at <clears throat> At the college level, as opposed to the high school level, that allowed me to be able to, to elevate up the ladder. And so Coach Jimmy Fikes. And then I, I met Parcells while I was down there at Western on the recruiting trail and ended up going to uh, Texas Tech with Steve Sloan. Uh, and Parcells was his defensive coordinator. And, and then after a couple of years later, a couple more moves, <laughs> we ended up in New York with the Giants. <clears throat> So you had that whole group, and uh, I always found this interesting. Just, you know, it was the Giants. And then Parcells came to New England, and it was all you guys coming to New England, and then back to the Jets. And just how special was that group with, you know, we all know all the names, with you and Charlie, that iconic photo. We'll get to that, I think, later, too, um, you know, with you and Bill. But how that must have been a pretty special group that you guys were a part of um, with the Giants. Well, it was, and, and, and I should have mentioned Belichick also and those guys who had the influence. But Belichick and I, we worked in the same office. He was a special teams coach to start with, and I was a quality control. And then uh, when uh, Ray Perkins left the Giants, Parcells became the head coach. Uh, Parcells didn't give him the coordinator title. He said, you'll run the defense, but I'm not going to give you the title yet. Uh, but Bill ran the defense, and uh, then I took over special teams for him. You know, And so because of the time we were together, I think you developed that strong bond. And so I think we have a strong bond, that group that you're talking about. That must have been, and I would think as we're talking about all the moves that you've made and the different groups that you're with, it, I have to assume it was a challenging time for you when Bill Belichick came here to New England after the 96 season when he became the head coach here. You're with a group with the Jets, you know, and are we going to go here with uh, Bill? How are we going to do that? That must have been a hard decision for you to do because you're leaving some people behind, but you're going with another really good group. What was that period in life like for you, Romeo? Well, you know what? When, when those things happen and when they occur, you have to sit down and you have to look at the, the, the landscape, all right? Uh, who's working at different places, you know? And I took a couple of interviews uh, went out to San Diego and interviewed with those guys and and I knew a guy out there and he told me how good the weather was and all of that kind of stuff um, but when it got got down to it and Belichick called me and 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 secured the position with him then I knew where I wanted to be if you look back Romeo at all the great battles that you were involved in here the championships that were won your career primarily on the defensive side of the ball and yet and during your head coaching career was there a scheme or a team or a group of players that you can mark and say these guys kept me at up at night 
more so than the rest. You know, I think we romanticize some of the Colts games from the early uh, 2000s and how difficult they were to play. But is there somebody that particularly sticks in your mind, like, how am I going to stop these guys? Well, Peyton Manning, for what he he fell into that category. You know, uh, his rookie year, he kind of took a beating the first half of the season. But but Peyton had such a command of that offense and – uh, he was always able to get the players to rally around him and 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 sometimes exceed their abilities. Uh, and he was always a challenge because he knew offense, he knew defense, he could check, you know. And, and so he was one that I always enjoyed playing, but <laughs> a little uh, concerned the night before. Can you talk a little bit about the differences between the two bills? You know, I mean, few people have, have the uh, the intimate knowledge of working with uh, and around both of them as you do. I'm just curious to your thoughts on their similarities and differences. Well, one similarity, they both like football, and they both like winning, you know. Uh, and I think Parcells, he had a little bit different way of approaching players. Uh, he would go and sit in the locker room in the morning with the players uh, and find out which buttons he needed to push on a guy, whether he needed to hug a guy or if he didn't hug him himself, he could get somebody to hug him uh, or what guy that he needed to yell at to get on uh, who would respond you know, to, to that motivation. Um, I think Belichick, uh, he is, I, I think, the consummate football guy because of his background. He started with his dad watching film and, and understanding how his dad broke games down. And he's coached every position on offense uh, as well as defense. And so that background and knowledge um, makes him a really good game coach, you know. Uh, and he deals with players and he, he, he understands the system, the value that the system has and would value that the players you need to put on players and he has an uncanny knack of knowing when to move on from a guy uh, and sometimes you say well why this <laughs> you know but then you see it works out you know and 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 so I think those are the similarities about winning and, and being driven and then uh, the styles are that's the difference yeah, I get that. One's publicly maybe a little bit more acerbic. Well, I'll tell you what, what made me think of it is when Romeo was explaining how when you guys first got to the Giants and Ray Perkins left and Parcells had Belichick in charge of the defense, but what? Not with the title. Right. Which is what we see Bill do now. Right. Mm-hmm. With you know with Gerard and, and his own son, Steven. Um, you know, they're running the defense, clearly, but neither one of them has the title of defensive coordinator. And I just sort of thought like that's yeah it's probably well, not all that surprising to hear that I think in both situations um, I think you have to they like Parcells wanted Bill to prove himself as a coordinator mm-hmm. to see if he could run the defense and so he said I got confidence in you so I'm gonna let you run the defense but I'm not gonna give you the title you know and and then after he showed him that he could run the defense, then he gave him the title, you know. And I think that that's probably Belichick's uh, philosophy a little bit also, um, that he's not exactly sure 
He knows they know <laughs> football. You know, they know their position. All right, but can they run the whole defense and deal with everything that you have to deal with when, when you're a coordinator? Romeo, was um, as an assistant or for working for both of them, is it a clearly defined role? Is it easier for you as somebody who works in that program? I know what my job is. They've told me what my job is, and I'm going to do it. Is it pretty matter-of-fact? Basically, yes. <laughs> you know, No ambiguity. Yeah. No. There's, like Parcells just say, hey, just coach your guys. Don't worry about these other guys. I got coaches who can coach these other guys. You just coach your guys. All right? And, and I think that philosophy uh, has carried through through with Belichick also. Now, if they come to you and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about this player? Um, what about this scheme? You know, then you're allowed to to give them information. Um, and, and so I, I think that they wanted to keep it the status, you know, keep it going so that one guy wouldn't say, oh, the head coach likes you better than he likes me and, you know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> that iconic photo, you know, Matt and I talk about it all the time with you and Charlie, uh, with Bill, and you guys are both finally going to go and get your head coaching jobs. What was that last moment like, you know, after you win that, that third Super Bowl in four years? Well, that was a great moment, one, because we won the yay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it would have been a little different if, you, if we had lost. But. All right. And, and then I think that the emotion of all of us knowing that we're not going to be coaching with each other the next season, you know. Uh, and, and so that was just a, a group hug saying we appreciate each other. And if you think about it, we talked earlier about the decision to leave New York and, you know, you're going to take a chance here. You're coming to New England again. You're going to bet on you guys and Bill. The culmination of that, all that work, lousy team in 2000, terrible cap situation, all the veteran free agents, to then win three out of four, Charlie goes to Notre Dame, you go to Cleveland. You know, that's a culmination of a lot of hard work and a lot of sweat equity and everything. And to know what you guys accomplished must have felt so sweet. Well, definitely. I mean, it, it was really good because, like you say, in in 2000, it was, I don't remember what the record was, but I wasn't here in 2000. Right, right. All right. And then when I got here in 2001, <clears throat> we were like a 500 team, okay? And we had just played, uh, finished playing the best team on turf, okay? And, uh, and so our game plan was to try to pressure those guys. Let's pressure them, throw whatever we can throw at them, you know. And we did it, and we lost. <laughs> and then we got on a streak. We got on a winning streak. You know, guys just believe, you know, the adage is game to game. Let's play this game. Let's play one at a time, you know. And so we we started doing that. We started winning, and then got us into the playoffs, and we're able to get to the Super Bowl and then win the Super Bowl, you know, from a 500 team midseason. Do you Matt, have a, do Matt you have did a, you catch that, though? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. wasn't here in 2000. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, yeah. five and 11. I, yeah, listen, I wasn't the defensive coordinator right. on that team. Right. I got here when we won the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, Romeo, do you, I mean, you won five of them. Do you have a favorite? The first one. The first one is my favorite. 86. But, yes, because it's the first one, you know. And, I, I mean, I keep it kind of quiet, but I played in one before 86, 
We coached in one before 86, but we lost. No, 96, right? No, well, 86 uh, was the first one. What was before that? Oh, no, that was the Giants. I'm sorry. Um, I was talking about the first one with the Patriots. Oh, okay. Okay. The 96. 96, 96 right. Yeah. Yep. And, but I played in one with the Patriots before that we lost to Green Bay. 96. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I got two with the Giants. Right. And then three with the Patriots. Okay. What was so when you say it's the first one and what that means, is it the spectacle and finally getting over the hump and realizing you're at the epitome of your professional goal? Is it you're never gonna experience that first one again? Is that why the first one is always is, is to you the most special? Well, yeah, that um and winning it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Right, right, yeah, right, right. Right, winning it. But all of those things that you mentioned, the spectacle, like uh, we, we were out in uh, California, okay, and what you have, <clears throat> you have two, a sea of two colors. You know, you got the blues and the oranges because we were playing Denver, okay, and then, then you go play the game. And, and it's a big game, but still, all the things that you know about coaching, you have to apply to make it work in that game. And so we didn't play great the first half, all right, but we weren't down by much. And then we came out the second half, and then we started playing a lot better. And so uh, winning it and all the hoopla, all right, made it all worth it. And so that's one I'll always remember. You know? So you've been you've stepped away for a couple of years now. What has life been like, you know, since you retired? I'm telling you what, it's it's great. I get to spend a lot of time with my wife, and uh, get on her nerves. <laughs> and, and she's uh, nodding. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but there's no stress. I don't, I don't feel stress. You know, and and coaching, it's stressful. You know, it's stressful in practice. It's stressful on game day. And then as soon as that game is over, you got another game. You know, so uh, there's a lot less stress. I'm more relaxed. Um, I miss football a little bit. I'm still getting used to being retired. Uh, haven't been retired that long. Um, but uh, she's trying to take my mind away from football by we're going on a cruise here or there. And so, um, so it's been good. Uh, another thing is I'm able to see my grandkids more. You know, uh, they live two in Jersey and one in here in Mass. And so uh, when we're in New York, it's easy to get to both of them. And mm -hmm. They can get to us as they choose to. And so it's been good. It's a hard life. It's not an easy life. It's not for the faint of heart. And I mean, I'm not trying to make more of it than it is. I don't know that fans necessarily know what it can, the toll it takes on families. And you know, not being there for some of the most important things for your children or your grandchildren. And so now is it, I got to play a little catch up, you know, because I want to see these things. I want to experience these things, you know. And and now that I'm retired, I'm able to do some of the things that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. See how the other half lives, you know, and, and see what other people, how they uh, get through their day and, and what kind of things they do. Like going to see a play, you know, uh, or just taking a walk on Fifth Avenue, you know, and those kind of things where in coaching you don't have time to do that, you know, like <clears throat> um, we were talking about Dante yesterday and 
Dante was always the first guy there. I think he's usually there at 4:30, all right, and then stay until 11. I mean, hey, that's that's more than a full day. I was going to say. Yeah, but but that's what you have to do to be successful, you know, to give yourself the best chance. Do you still uh, follow the game much? A little bit. So, as a defensive guy, I'm just curious. As you know, do you, do you sort of lament? you know, the old school sort of physicality that you could bring on defense and how yeah. hard it is to play that way nowadays with the new you're, you're structure. Too, yeah, you can't do it anymore. Right. You know. Uh, we had Rodney in here, uh, you know, about a month ago, and <laughs> I asked him, you know, <laughs> if he would have lost money playing. <laughs> yes, he would have. <laughs> he would have. And and, and it's funny, um, not funny, but I was talking with uh, someone last night, and we're talking about the game. It's a different game. Offensively, you know, they try to spread the field, put speed on the field, look for matchups. And then with the with the rule changes, it's it's difficult to be physical, you know. But I was watching a Dick Buckus tribute. And on, on that tribute, every play he's putting his hat right in somebody's chest or right under somebody's chin, and he wouldn't have been able to be – might not have been able to be as good a player – if he had had to play in today's game. No question. You know. We're glad you were able to come back here for this. I mean, there were so many people that came. Was it fun to be able to come back and reminisce and, and see a lot of old faces and a lot of people that you spent a lot of time with? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it, and like we were talking last night also, is you you become a family on, on a team, you know, and, and you develop these relationships. And so now then when guys end up going their different ways, all right, but then you get back together, it's like old times, and you remember those relationships and appreciate those relationships and enjoy seeing everybody. Romeo, thank you very much for your time. I hope you have a great time the rest of the weekend. Appreciate right. your time. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.